Hello and welcome. You are listening to LOL Storytime, a storytime podcast for kids that may also appeal to your great grandpa Joe. Today's story is called Recess Yeah Now. This episode is ad free, so if you're interested in supporting the podcast, please consider leaving us a review as it will really help us out. With all that out of the way, let's get into it. This is the story of a young girl named Cassandra. Like many girls her age, Cassandra loved going outside to play with her friends during school recess breaks. Hold up, that's not right. We've got the wrong girl. Cassandra's the girl that hated recess. And not like just a little bit of hate, or the kind of hate where your parents remind you that hate is a strong word and you probably don't actually hate what you say you hate, but instead probably just strongly dislike it. Nope, she straight up hated recess. Like, majorly hated it. It didn't matter if it was warm and sunny. It didn't matter if there was fresh snow on the ground. She simply wanted nothing to do with recess. Period. Teachers were always trying to encourage her to go outside, saying that the fresh air would do her good. Fresh air? Are you for reals? It's gross out there. Smells like worms and cow butt, she would say. Can I please just stay inside for recess? I'll do anything. I'll clean the boards. I'll sort the books. I'll sharpen pencils. Anything. But every time, they would just send her out anyway. In her mind, this was some sort of sick and cruel torture. If someone offered to do one of my chores, she thought to herself, I'd happily let them get out of whatever it was they didn't want to do. Heck, I'd even pay them for it. In candy, I don't actually have much in the way of money. So, when the coldest day of the school year came around, Cassandra was feeling particularly desperate. She was willing to do anything and knew this time she would need to be extra clever. When all the kids in Cassandra's class started getting ready for recess, Cassandra called to her teacher. Oh, miss, my mitts seem to have gone missing. Guess I can't go out for recess. Don't want to get frostbite, right? Nice try, Cassandra. I'll help you find them. Her teacher looked high and her teacher looked low. She went to the lost and found and came back again. She looked high and low some more and then went to the lost and found once again. With only one minute left in recess, Cassandra pulled her mitts out of Todd Parker's backpack and called out, Oh, miss, I found them. Would you believe they fell in someone else's backpack? Isn't that the strangest thing? Like, oh my goodness, miss. How does that even happen? Cassandra's teacher told her to hurry up and get outside before the recess was completely over. But just as Cassandra reached the door, the bell rang and everyone started coming back inside. Oh no, shoot, I missed the whole recess. Her classmates began waddling back into the class like penguins, too cold to bend their legs. The next day at recess, it was Cassandra's hat that had mysteriously gone missing. Oh, shoot, miss. Can you believe it? Oh, no. I really wanted to go outside today. But without my hat, my ears will turn to popsicles and the ice cream truck will try to sell them. Cassandra's teacher looked high. Cassandra's teacher looked low. She marched on down to the lost and found. She checked Todd Parker's backpack. She checked everyone's backpack. No hat to be found. Cassandra, are you sure you don't know where your hat went? Oh, I swear, miss. Otherwise, I'd be outside right now having the time of my life. Cassandra pointed outside the window toward a young student shivering uncontrollably on the playground. Doesn't that just look lovely out there, miss? Cassandra and her teacher searched a little longer until the janitor came out and found them. 
He was holding a sopping wet hat in his hands. Does this hat belong to you, Cassandra? Seems someone thought it would be funny to put your hat in the first grader's fish aquarium. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. I've been pranked. Are you seeing this, miss? I've been pranked. That hat won't be dry until home time. Should I try to wear that hat outside anyway, miss? No, Cassandra, of course not. That would not be safe, grumbled Cassandra's teacher. She was not looking one bit impressed. She had that famous teacher look on her face where you could tell she was trying really hard to look calm and in control, but was actually one twitch away from a volcanic eruption. The next day, and the day after that, and the day after that, Cassandra continued to have the very unfortunate luck of having more articles of clothing go missing. And every time it was, oh no, oh my goodness, again, I can't believe it. Followed by Miss Volcano Face tearing the school apart in search of jackets, scarves, and boots. The boots, by the way, had been swapped with the boots of Principal Zelwecki, who had the darndest time trying to patrol the playground wearing a fifth grader's boots. Cassandra didn't mind. She was having the time of her life, coming up with new ways to hide things and then watching her teacher turbo around the building at 90 kilometers an hour was a great source of entertainment. She would even stay up late at night brainstorming new ideas and clever tricks. Cassandra figured she could keep this going right through until spring. On another record cold day in February, Cassandra was sitting at her desk eyeing the clock, counting down the minutes. Her plan for the day was already set in motion and she was excited to carry it out. She sat there playing the whole scene out in her head, trying to guess where her teacher would look first. This sort of daydream during class didn't do much for her math scores, but she had already decided she was going to be a professional hider of things when she grew up and figured there wasn't much need for math in a job like that. Only 30 minutes to go. Wait, that's not right. That's not when the bell is supposed to ring. Well, that's because this was the fire alarm. Cassandra shot out of her seat and started running around in a panic, which is exactly what you're not supposed to do during a fire alarm. You're also not supposed to stay inside during a fire alarm. But miss, I can't find my... Cassandra's teacher cut her right off. Remember, Cassandra, we do not stop to grab our boots and jackets during a fire alarm. We must exit the building immediately, just as we are. Cassandra lined up behind her classmates who were hastily making their way toward the nearest exit. There had to be something she could do. I can't hide in the washroom. They always check the washrooms. And the janitor's closet? That's not going to work either. They're going to do attendance and they'll know I'm missing. The only thing worse than this would be getting a major doggy doo-doo from the principal. She really had no choice but to go out. And out she went. And it was every bit as awful as she thought it would be. What is taking the fire department so long to get here? Cassandra shivered. Did they stop for lunch or what? Cassandra, it hasn't even been 30 seconds yet. No, 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 I think it's been years. I'm probably supposed to be starting high school now. I best head on over there to that warm, toasty looking building over there. Just then, the fire truck arrived and several firefighters dressed in some warm looking uniforms made their way into the school. No fires were found and Cassandra and her class were soon called back into the building. Now listen, you may not have much sympathy for Cassandra at this point, especially if you've had to wait outside on a cold day during a fire alarm for more than half an hour. But this exact same thing happened to Cassandra the next day, and the day after that. By the fourth day, the fire department was starting to get annoyed and may have actually stopped for lunch on their way this time. Cassandra had started inquiring about the process for dropping out of school. 
She even started a petition to get signatures to ban fire alarms. But it turns out safety is kind of a big deal at school. Cassandra realized she was just going to have to solve the mystery of the unknown fire alarm puller herself. The fire department had determined that every time the fire alarm had been pulled, there was never any sign of fire. Therefore, these alarms must be the work of a fire alarm prankster. A professional, perhaps. This person was smooth. After asking only 10 kids around the school if they had any information about the fire alarm prankster, then getting bored, she realized she was just not cut out for solving mysteries and decided to go a different route. Cassandra hired a private investigator. If you need answers that are hard to find, you hire a professional. Eh, well, at least that's what the movies had led her to believe. When the private investigator arrived at school, Cassandra explained her situation. So, do you think you can help me figure this out? Like, what am I supposed to write for question four here on this math assignment? It doesn't make any sense. Oh wait, that's the wrong mystery. Cassandra then explained the details of the actual reason she had called the private investigator, and he quickly went straight to work setting up a spy camera next to each alarm in the school. That's brilliant! Why didn't I think of that? The next day, Cassandra and the investigator met again shortly after the prankster's latest attack. This is amazing! Now we're going to finally catch this weasel and put an end to this madness! So, uh, about that? Started the investigator. I checked every camera and there's absolutely no footage of anyone pulling the alarm at the time that it went off. But how could that be? Someone had to have pulled it. I don't know, but I wish you the best in luck in trying to figure it out. Wait, that's it? You're done? Aren't you going to try and dig a little deeper? Ma'am, I don't deal with ghosts. Not my jurisdiction. I would suggest you contact a paranormal investigator and see if they can help you out. Ghosts? Oh no. On the bright side, since I didn't crack the case, I won't have to bill you for the $2,300 for my service. $2,300? Oh, I was just going to pay you in candy. Feeling defeated, Cassandra started slowly making her way back to the class. The ghost prankster sounded like too much. And besides, after what had just happened, she had no interest in seeing what the cost of a paranormal investigator might be. As she arrived at her classroom, she noticed one of the firefighters sitting down on the hallway floor, head down. Sir, uh, you look like you could use a good cry. I just don't think I can do it anymore. Day after day, false alarm after false alarm. I'm starting to forget what a real fire even looks like. Yeah, it's just going to keep happening. No one around here can take down a ghost prankster. Excuse me? Ghost prankster? Cassandra explained the whole situation with the private investigator and the footage that didn't show anyone pulling the alarm. That's it! cried the firefighter. I think you figured it out! Yeah, I know, I told you already. Ghost prankster? No, I don't think it's a ghost at all, or a person. There must be some electrical glitch in the system that keeps tripping the alarm. The firefighter went straight to work dismantling all the alarms around the school and messing about with different wires. Just as the bell rang to signal the end of the day, the firefighter turned to Cassandra and told her he'd finally found the problem. Wait, um, shouldn't you have been in class this whole time instead of following me around? Yeah, but come on, I'm trying to be a hero here. So did you find a loose wire or something? Nope, but I found this. 
the firefighter held up a small electrical gadget to show Cassandra. This here is a receiver unit that has been allowing someone to trip the alarm using a remote. I just put a tracker on it to see if we can get a hit on the location of the remote. Come on, follow me. The firefighter led Cassandra to a classroom door. Her classroom door. Wait, it's someone from my class? The prankster has been right in front of me this whole time? Cassandra's teacher was sitting at her desk alone in the classroom, marking a pile of math assignments. Cassandra, what on earth is going on? She jumped out of her seat and hurried over to Cassandra, worried something awful must have happened. Cassandra began explaining everything while her teacher's eyes seemed to grow three times their normal size. So anyway, it's probably someone in our class and the remote must be hiding in their desk. Like this desk? The firefighter called over from a desk he had tracked the signal to. He pulled the remote out of a drawer and held it up for them to see. Um, miss, why is the remote in your desk? Oh, Cassandra, I know it's awful and I should never have done it. I just could not stand not going out for recess. Every day I've been stuck inside helping you find your hat or your mitts or your jacket. I love going outside for recess and this just seemed like the only way either of us were ever going to get any fresh air. They looked at the firefighter who had a puzzled look on his face. Sir, I understand you have to report me. What I've been doing was very wrong. Well, ma'am, to be honest, I'd probably have done the same thing myself. Recess was always my favorite part of school. Even when the air smells like cow butt? Cassandra's teacher and the firefighter both shot her the look. Oh, okay, I guess some of this was my fault too. I've been purposely hiding my outdoor clothes to avoid going out for recess. Well, duh, exclaimed her teacher. That was pretty darn obvious. What kid loses one of her belongings almost every single day of the year? Uh, Elmer from Mr. Davies' grade three class? Oh yeah, I forgot about him. So Cassandra and her teacher made a deal right then and there. They made a compromise. From that day forward, they would take turns going outside for reassess together one day and then staying inside the next. They used their indoor days to help poor Elmer from Mr. Davies' grade 3 class track down his missing items and to make candy treat bags to send to the fire department. It was going to take a lot of candy to pay off what they owed them for all of those visits. We hope you enjoyed today's story. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast for more LOL stories. Catch you on the next one.